0: Welcome to the anonymous Andrew podcast life and the choices we make the choices other people make this podcast explores all things as they relate to dating romance and relationships why we sometimes ignore or choose to ignore or miss the red flags red flags like gaslighting cheating lying psychological manipulation deception mental illness addiction and so much more join me each week as we continue my journey into the modern dating world with my weekend rants anonymous guest dating stories and experts who share their wisdom so I can help you navigate the dating terrain if you are new to the show or have been with me from the beginning, hold on tight to the Anonymous Andrew Experience. (music) Greetings Anonymous Andrew with you, the Anonymous Andrew Podcast, Life and the Choices We Make. Season two, episode four. Still boggles my mind that I'm in season two. This was just a project, folks. That I, I thought, let me get my, my thoughts out there after the breakup. Never thought it would ever even go past 10 episodes. Nevertheless, one season. Now we're in season two. But anyway, today I have with, uh, with us Krista Melanson. And she is a dating coach who specializes in helping people over the age of 40. But don't let that deter you because a lot of her principles apply to all of us. In any date range. Enjoy the show, and we'll talk to you on the other side.
1: Greetings, everybody! Anonymous Andrew with you with another episode, and in line with our dating season today, I have Kristen Malanson, and she is a dating coach. And she specializes in dating for women, but she also helps men over the age of 40. Good evening, Krista. And how are you?
2: I'm great, Andrew. Thanks so much for having me on, on your podcast. How are you doing?
1: Well, I, I'm Today I'm doing well, which is some days are good, some days are bad. But today I'm doing well. So Krista, tell us a little bit about, I guess, what you do, what's... You're you're a dating coach. What tell us what that is in, in today's world?
2: Well, I'll tell you a little bit about how I got to the dating coach place. Um, I was I've been married twice before. I say one and a half times because the second time it may or may not have been for immigration. Um, but so my first husband was a narcissistic bully who was you know all the things. He was a prize to be with. Good guy when it suited him. Um and we have three kids together, so I still see him all the time. And my second relationship was um a recovering and practicing all at the same time alcoholic. So you probably know a little bit about that. I do. And um and that didn't end so well because he got deported back to England and right back into a bottle. Ooh. And then I spent you know, quite a while single and as a single mom with three kids and three jobs and, you know, just tired and exhausted all the time and thinking there's got to be something better in life than this. And so I started, I started doing the online dating. It was actually my, uh, at the time, 18 year old daughter put me on the app. She said, mother, you need to be on Tinder. And I said, absolutely not. That's a hookup site." She said, I'm on the grinder. And I'm like, okay. So I had no idea, right? Yeah. And so I, I went on to the dating sites, and, you know, I knew people who were my age who were doing the same thing. And, you know, we all said the same. We said it's soul-crushing and demoralizing and humiliating sometimes. And then I was working for an airline when COVID hit, so you know where my job went when that happened. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, getting back into it, I found I didn't want to do the shift work, and my... my um bullshit tolerance excuse my language was low and um so i said you know what i want to do something else and i you know started taking courses and relationship accreditation and stuff like that so that i could help women and eventually men who are in this place of hating dating and hating online dating not knowing what to do because it's different right i've got a 20 year old daughter she couldn't care less she's going on five dates this week right and she's it doesn't phase her the way it phases somebody who's over 40, right? Because her mind is in a different place. So that's what I, I that's how I got into it. And that's why um, I'm so passionate about it is because I was able to find somebody and I'm so grateful for that. And I want to help other people, you know, drink the Kool Aid and find that person who's perfect for them. That's,
1: that's nice. And, and, and the concept that you help the people over 40, which is, I'm a little bit way over forty, but but I fall into I'm over forty, so I fall into that category. And yeah, talking about your daughter, the dating scene for the younger generation is completely uh, different. They uh, so may, maybe this could be our first question. The, the twenty or thirty somethings they have this humongous social circle. It's, you know, mm-hmm. either Facebook or Instagram or TikTok and they can, they, they go to parties and I, I guess they used to call them raves. I don't know what they call them today. We, us older, mature people over 40, we, I don't have that. I, I don't, especially because number one, I'm sober, but I, I don't go to clubs. I don't uh, belong to any you know where I'm going with this. So it's much more important for me to organically meet somebody. So yep. I'm kind of pushed over into that online dating thing. But let me ask you a question though, because I, you brought up something that I wasn't aware of. I too thought Tinder was a hookup site. And I thought Grindr, I could be wrong, was for the gay community. Is oh, that... it
2: is, but I I knew nothing about it, so oh, okay. I just like, grinder with, that's a, that I knew nothing about it. It's so, I, ten,
1: so Tinder just, today is not it's hookup. It's now. Do you know anything about what Tinder's, How they shifted their platform?
2: Well, yeah, um, it's not it's not that they've shifted so much, and I don't know that they even started out as a hookup site, but they definitely have the reputation because tinder is very easy right swipe left swipe right you know there's not a whole lot of information needed and it's a very very easy site to use so there are so many people on that site who really just want a hookup right and there's um people who don't ever want anybody because they're married and they're just pretending they're single for a little you know flirting with a woman right or man so there's that as well but um you know, all of all, all the sites have the people who just want to hook up. And I think the difference is in the way you set up your profile and you present yourself that you're looking for something more than just a hookup.
1: Yeah. And as a matter of fact, I think, I think in, in my profile, I specifically say I'm looking for my forever person. I'm not looking for a hookup. And so, I yeah, I think if you make that clear in your profile, that's pretty evident. Uh, I, I know Tinder for a while and they probably still do. They they actually would tell you that the person that you swipe right on is three blocks away. Like, especially if you live in Manhattan or something, you could yep. literally just, they tell you that this person a half a mile away you, can, you can go meet each other right, right then and there. And that's a. I remember when that, when Tinder came out, that was a mind boggling concept. Oh, wow. I could meet you right now because in my world, it's maybe old-fashioned, but it's you meet and you court the woman. You, 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 you don't run around the corner or jump into a bed with them. You, But I'm showing my age or maybe my... No,
2: I, I agree with you 100%. But I do think that the courtship, Andrew, shouldn't be happening on the dates. I think that the, the dating apps are like... Your friend introducing you to his friend, all it is is an introduction, and I very much believe that you should meet the person if you if you match with them and you have a little conversation and you seem to get on. you should meet with them within a week or two weeks maximum, but for coffee right okay. so this is a half hour container in a public place, and that's not a first date that's a meet somebody and see if they're worthy of a first date, right? I mean,
1: I mean I agree. Yeah.
2: Because you can't tell chemistry from a dating end. And there's no way that you're going to get everything. So you want to meet with them as, as soon as you can for coffee. As if, you know, imagine your friend says to you, hey, I know this girl. She's really nice. Do you want to meet her? Yeah, sure. Right. And you might not even have much of a conversation before you go out and meet her for coffee. So it's the same thing. You're keeping nice. it in a place so it's safe, but you're not spending a lot of time on the apps where tone is lost and you really don't know if they're a serial killer or if they have three heads or whatever. So you meet them and that takes the the question of are they who they really are off the plate, off the table. And it also gives you the opportunity to see if there is any chemistry, right? Nice. Because I mean, and to use my daughter as an example, she was talking to somebody for a month and a half recently while she was home from college. And she went back the first week in September and she met up with this guy and I said, how was it? And she was talking to him for a month and a half. And I said, how was it? She goes, oh, mother, it was so bad. It was awful, right? She That's a month and a half she's not getting back. But if she'd met up with him within a week, she wouldn't have wasted would, any yeah. time on him. Right. She would
1: have found out uh, much earlier. Oh.
2: Exactly.
1: Mm. I, I and I think just before we recorded, I told you that um and, and I'm gonna mention the apps that I'm on because I'm I, I want feedback from the audience and I want people to know I'm on hinge. And no. I think I just told you that there was a woman that we just masked yesterday, and I reached out to her and said hello, and she said hello back. And and she Told me what she does for a living, and I said, "Oh, so can you give me a little detail?" Well, I must well say, it. nobody knows who she is. She's a makeup artist. And being a male, I, I, I don't know what that means. I mean, obviously, I know that means you apply makeup to to people. But do you do that for the film industry? Do you do that for weddings? Do you do I do you work at a salon. I so I said to her. Can you tell me a little bit about what you do? And she wrote me back, too long to type. You know, so that's the example of, of what's... I'm trying to get a conversation going. Nothing.
2: So everybody has a different approach to things, right? And um, my, um I have a business coach who helps me with my business. And she says to me that... You're always going to piss somebody off and you can't try to be everything to everyone. So I'm going to tell you this and this may piss some people off. But a woman like that, I would say, is it worth following up in the conversation with if she can't take two minutes and you hold your phone up and type, right? I am a makeup artist for a movie studio and I put lipstick on dogs all day, whatever, right? Yeah. It doesn't take long. And if somebody can't be bothered to put that much effort in, in the beginning, when you're trying to make an impression with somebody, then they're not going to get better. Right. No. no. And so this is, and I always tell everybody, if they come at you with a one word greeting after a match, lock them and walk away. You know, if, if the best you can come up with a, with an opening line is, Hey, (laughs) then you know what? I, I, how, it's, hard, how hard is it to say, hey, I saw your profile. That's a really interesting picture you have of you climbing Mount Everest, you know, or something. Like, read some indication that they've read their profile. Correct. It's people who DM me and they say, what's your name? What do you think my fucking name is? <laughs> like it's someone that's on my profile. Oh. Yeah.
1: There's a... You know, uh... There's a couple of profiles that do this where you can, as you're reading their profile, they have a little comment section. So you can actually comment or or click something. And then that sends that message to the user, to, to me, that tells me that they read it and they like what they read. I, I don't know what that's called, but I think Bumble does that. And um, uh, I'm on Silver Singles. Silver Singles does that. Um, and I got that today. As a matter of fact, I, and I, you know what, let's talk about this for a second. I, I, and I've spoken to a few people about this and it's a little bit of an issue for me. So you, you, you see, you can see me the audience, but I, I have a lot of tattoos. I have two sleeves and, and I have tattoos scattered throughout my body. Today at 63, I have this little bit of a regret because. And I wish I could tell some of the younger kids today that are doing it, don't do it, because when you get older, you're gonna regret it. I did it.
2: I have I'm getting son.
1: I'm sorry?
2: I have a 17-year-old son who I'm displeased with right now for that Be- reason.
1: Be- okay. Jeez. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Even though I got these about eight years ago when I got into sobriety. It, it tells a story oh. about my sobriety. It is an expression of my, of my story, oh. but I'm being judged on the apps. I'm on a speed dating and, and they bubble has speed dating on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays where you don't get to see the person. You get to chat for three minutes. And then after three minutes, they see your profiles. profiles. I've had some wonderful conversations with these women for three minutes. And she's let's match at the end so we can continue the conversation. But the minute they see my profile, all they see is my first picture. I don't hide it; is me standing with this with the T-shirt on. You can see the tattoos. They immediately click an X, like they don't want to talk to me. And it's a stigma. I'm being stigmatized because I have tattoos. I, what is it? A bad boy? I'm a biker. I'm a I'm a drug dealer. I'm a MS-13 gang member. No. I find it odd that in, in today's world, tattoos are still being stigmatized. Or is it a woman's preference? She just doesn't want a man with tattoos.
2: Well, you know, I think it could be a little bit of both. And it, of course, it depends on the person. But I'm going to just play the devil's advocate here for a second and ask you, Andrew, these women who are judging you based on your tattoos, would you want to be with them anyways? Do you want to be said. with somebody who judges you because you've got ink? I mean, you know, I've got a tattoo here. I have got a tattoo here. I got one on my belly button. I've got one tramp stamp in the back, right? And then well, they're not all over the place, but you know, if if that is to me, when I when I hear stuff like that and I know it doesn't feel good to be judged. Yeah. I understand that. I hear you completely that it it doesn't feel good to be dismissed or judged or discounted for any reason, especially something like that. Which in all reality, if they took the time to ask you the question, it means something, right? I know it doesn't feel good to be judged, but at the same time, if somebody is that shallow
1: that they can
2: have a good conversation with somebody, then Andrew, that is a them issue and not a you issue. And I know that that is a really, really hard lesson to learn, Mm. but I tell people this all the time, right? If somebody... If you're talking to somebody and they ghost you, that's not because you weren't attractive enough or smart enough or anything. That's because they are a chicken who cannot follow through and doesn't have the courtesy to send you a two-minute message that says it was nice meeting you. I don't think we're a match. Good luck with your dating. So really, you know, it's it's really yeah. hard um, I don't want to say lesson because it's that sounds harsh, but it's a really hard concept to bring on board. But that is a problem with them and not you.
1: Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> yes.
1: I'm realizing that now. Um, and I to, to the thought you said that, then I wouldn't want them anyway if they're going to judge me. You're right because I, if they have a problem with that, what else are they going to have a problem? As soon as they find out what which way I lean politically, that's going to be a problem. They're going to find out what religion I. I, I, I was talking to somebody the other day, and the and first thing she asked me was, what religion am I? And I said, well, I'm not really religious. I'm political I'm spiritual because I have a higher power. And she said, goodbye.
2: Like- but again, right? And, and those people are whack jobs, right? They are so shallow-minded and so insular that they can't see past their own little world. And that's never going to be somebody who you're going to be comfortable with anyways, right?
1: Well, well, let me ask you, because I've heard the opposite side of that. I'm agreeing with you, but I've heard the opposite side. That person clearly knows what they're looking for. So let's say that person was a, a reborn Christian, and that's what she's looking for. So when she asked me what religion I was, if I said I'm a reborn Christian, she Maybe that's what she's looking for, you know, because I couldn't see her profile. This was a speed dating thing. So, you know, if I, it's in her profile, she said, I'm a reborn Christian or whatever whatever religion. And I wasn't, and and that's all she talked about because many people will go into, you know, Jesus is my Lord and the Savior. It goes on and on and on about that. Of course, that's not who I want to be with. So I see it from both sides. They clearly know what they're looking for.
2: Right. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. However, and and that's something that I always recommend that people find out within the first three or four dates as you you address certain subjects. And um, religion is one of them, right? Because it is important, you know, if you're Muslim and I'm Catholic and your religion is very important to you, then I'm not the right person for you, and there's nothing wrong right. with that. But there's ways to do it that are less judgmental. And the biggest one is that you can put it in your profile. Correct. Okay. And so if you're if you're casting the net wide by not putting some religion in, then you run the risk of, of somebody not being exactly what you want. And... You know, when you're filling out your profiles and doing all these things, there's preferences and there's deal breakers. And if your religion is a deal breaker, you need to put that in there yeah, right yeah. from the get go, right? And so, I,
1: and I'm seeing that in the political arena, right in their profile. If you if you're a Trumper, swipe left. If you're Biden, swipe left. If you're, um, I, I was talking to a woman one night again. And we were having a great conversation. And then she just said to me, by the way, what's your political? No, we were speed dating. She did see my profile. We were chatting for 30 minutes. And then then she stopped and said, oh, I just looked at your profile again. You're Under your political affiliation, you wrote apolitical. And I am, I'm apolitical, which I believe to mean that it's not that important to me and Right, it's, it's not up here like some people have their politics up there. And she said, "Oh, well, I'm a am a hardcore liberal. Goodbye." Oh, well, and, and wow, okay, but
2: are you surprised? So coming from a hardcore liberal?
1: No, <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: and
1: I guess I dodged the bullet the, the, because.
2: For sure, because well, that, it would be endless arguments about you know the bleeding heart liberals and how hard done by they are, and they're the most aggressive, judgmental people out there. Sometime. Sometimes, and, sometimes, yeah.
1: And she'd be dragging me down to Wall Street to protest or something, and, and yeah, because I think some. I'm not judging anybody. I know whether you're right. Look at the right. Look at the right side what they did to the Capitol. It's. It, I'm not judging. It's just that I know that the hardcore. People, religious and/or political, they they really their whole life is based around that, you know. And on it to me, it's not that imp- my religion is my personal thing, my higher power, and my political beliefs are my per. You know what? You you're old enough to probably remember this. There I'm used 57. to be a day. Okay, there used to be a time in, in America where you were you. It was a a taboo to ask. Your political affiliation you know it was private and and you you, to not like that anymore so okay we we, go ahead
2: i was just gonna say my dad who passed away a few years ago um was big into more canadian big into american politics and he was you know head right and then go a little further right and then take a right turn and go more right right (laughs) and he liked to argue politics but he didn't get mad and hold a grudge. He he liked to debate politics. But when I was around, I'd say, I don't want these discussions because I didn't like hearing people argue. And it, you know one side or the other, I can see the merit for both sides, but I don't like the arguments that some right. people feel the need to have when it comes to politics.
1: And that's why the holidays can be a problem because Thanksgiving, everybody coming together and if the family is yeah. slipped right down the middle because the left side Literally, the left side of the table is left, the right side of the table is right. And then the arguments start playing, play. And then when the alcohol starts going, it's a mess. So,
2: years, right. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, okay. All right, let's get back on topic. I want I want to, I really like the fact that you specialize in the over 40 community. Um, even though I do have some, a younger audience, I, I have a wide range, but because I'm over 40. What do you teach, coach, tell us over 40 what to look for, what to be careful of? Let's say I came to you.
2: The main thing, the main reason I um, specialize in people over 40, I mean, other than the fact that I'm over 40 myself, is that being over 40 comes with a unique set of issues, right?
0: Correct. Because
2: you sort of see a time time flying away and you think I'm too old my body doesn't look the same as it was you know I'm I'm to have maybe some health issues and another big one is you see friends and family maybe they're married and they have relationships and you don't feel comfortable talking to them about being single or dating or being on websites or whatever so it comes with this unique set of problems but the good news that I always tell everybody is, is that once you're over 40, hopefully, 40 still kind of young, but over 50 for sure, you know what you want. And right. you, you can offer a drama-free relationship. And I hear so many women say, well, you know, I'm never going to find anyone because men want a younger woman, which is absolutely patently not true. And that's there are definitely guys out there who want their 25-year-old, you know, blonde bombshell. But my boyfriend's four years younger than me. He didn't want a right. younger one. He wanted somebody who knew what they wanted, who still had, you know, a lot of energy and, and wanted to live life. And the energetic match is so much more important, right? Because as you know, how old did you say you were, 62?
1: I just turned 63
2: yeah so 63 so you know that your 63 can be radically different from somebody else's 63 right, right.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: so the number isn't as important once you get over 40 it's the energy and the activity level that is much more important to mesh so that you can find somebody so yeah it's, it's, it's age is just the number
1: yeah oh and i and i believe that and then for the younger folk who are listening, and I i would imagine you might agree with me, when you get to this age, you really, when you look in the mirror, you don't recognize yourself. Because, right, right, because inside, you still feel young and agile and alive. And um, then you look in the mirror and you, you see that that gray hair and you see that wrinkle and you see that in each spot or whatever. And you go, I wasn't there yesterday, you know, and, yeah. and, so, um, but to your point about men liking younger women or going after younger men, women, I think and this is just from my talking to other men or hearing it on social media. These are men who have a lot of money. And who are looking for sure. So the women are looking for sugar daddies, right? I guess that's what the term is. And so if I'm 60 years old and I am a successful millionaire with a yacht, I can attract a 25 year old blonde bombshell. But to me, that's a meaningless, you're going to have nothing in common. You're not going to no. like the same music. You're not going to have any interesting conversations. I guess they're there for the sex and the beauty and, and, the trophy that she go, yeah. she's sitting on the, on the bow of his yacht in a bikini and look at my girlfriend. So that's not what I'm looking for. And I, I would date somebody older than me. I don't have a problem with that. What, what I'm looking for though is health. And I don't mean the health that comes along naturally. So I, I have atrial fibrillation. I have my blood pressure, things that just happened as normal. And of course, with my drinking and all, I didn't, help the issue. But today no. I live a healthy lifestyle. I, I don't eat meat. Well, that's not true. I, I don't eat red meat. Uh, I'm a pescatarian basically. And, and I really, I exercise. I do everything that I'm, my doctors tell me to do and that I am supposed to do because I want, believe it or not, I put Pond's cream on my face every night. You know, because i I want to look my best the next day, and and yeah. the wrinkles are still going to be there, or the, the aging is still going to be there. But so, but you look young, you look youthful. Thank you. That's because I'm trying. But is it unreasonable to want? See, we were talking before. We know what we want. Is it reasonable to want my potential partner to be also healthy? live a healthy lifestyle
2: it's absolutely reasonable because that's comes along with um, lifestyles and you have to have similar lifestyles right Mm -hmm. i always tell people don't put a picture of you hiking through the mountains if you've only been on a hike once in your life (laughs) because you're going to attract somebody who likes to hike and you're not going to have that in common right right so if you meet somebody who leads a very unhealthy lifestyle and they, they go to McDonald's all the time no. and they don't take care of themselves, they're just not going to be a match for you. And no. it's not a judgment thing. It's just a matter of not matching with that person Correct. because you don't have similar ideals, which is really important.
1: Well, I, I play tennis. I ride my bike and I podcast and I put pictures of me on a bike. I have a picture of me playing tennis and I have a picture with my headphones on and that's just who I am. So I don't have any fake pictures up there of me doing something. I also think I have a picture of me at the beach because I love going to the beach. So the, the four or five Perfect. pictures that I have up there tell me, tell the woman that's looking, these are the things I'm into. And so if you're a tennis player, yeah, let's let's play tennis. If you're a yeah. beach bum, let's go to the beach. If you like to ride bicycles, Although I'm not a marathon basketball guy, but you get you get the idea. So, yeah. Well,
2: yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing um, there's nothing you should put post pictures of yourself, but and there's nothing wrong with posting a good picture of yourself, right? You're going to look through the pictures and find the best pictures to post, as long as they are not fake pictures, right? Right. Oh, you know, don't post a picture, and I'm sure you run into this because I know my boyfriend did. Don't post a picture of you that's 10 years old because you looked great 10 years ago, but you don't look like that now. So that's not fair representation. And there's a whole trend nowadays of reverse catfishing where women specifically are putting not very good pictures of themselves on their profile. And then when the guy meets them, they're like, he liked me even though I had no makeup on and my hair wasn't done. And look at how, how great I actually look type of thing, right?
1: Oh, interesting! Yeah. So w- you know that women are doing this.
2: Absolutely, it's called reverse catfishing. It's a trend.
1: How how would one spot that? I, I guess by looking at pictures and seeing. Because sometimes I'm going to be honest, which I'm always am on this podcast. I look at some of the pictures, and I say to myself, "Did they really?" Look at that picture before they posted it because they they look like Antilda. You know, the the, the hair is up. Everything you just described, no makeup. And and I look and I go, and it makes me think that. So if they think that, let me ask you a question. If if they're doing the reverse catfishing, they're not going to, well, I'm not going to click right on them if they look like
2: crap i think okay. i think that's the risk you run but i think the people who do it their mindset is and i'm not saying i agree with this although i'm generally pretty natural what you see is what you get but um i think what they're thinking is is that when they do match with the guy it's a genuine match who's interested in who they are and not for what okay. they okay right So, I mean, if your Aunt Tilda was your age, had tons of energy, loved to travel, lived healthy, played tennis, rode her bike, would you still be interested in it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, that's what she's accomplished. That's what they are accomplishing with these profiles is they're saying, you know, this is me. Oh, natural. Take it or leave it. Whereas, you know, when a lot of times when everybody tries to look their best, often it's not a good representation. When I was dating, everybody said to me, wow, you look better in real life than your pictures. No, I wasn't reverse cat pho- fishing. I'm just not photogenic. Right. So, uh-huh. But I made sure my, kit- my pictures were off current. And I think that that's the most important thing that people can do is just have current pictures.
1: And of course, today, and, and I, I I should have known this, there are now filters that one can use to just on your, on your regular iPhone or your Android or what your Google pixel, whatever, you could take a picture and, and do all sorts of things to make you look softer, younger, take out whatever you don't like in there. And I guess that's not a good representative because, so do you, do you, you not, at the
2: risk Of somebody being disappointed when they see you.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: You never want disappointment to be their first, you know, impression, right? You don't want them to go, oh, she doesn't look quite as good in her picture, but she's still pretty. That's still that first, oh, is not your impression that you want. So you want to have a good representation. Filters are a bad thing.
1: Yeah, And and, and I don't use them. I've told this story once before. I went on a date with somebody over the summer, and for one week, she couldn't stop praising me. Uh, I, all my pictures, she she liked every single one of them, and she even made a few text messages that you don't know this yet, but we're going to be forever partners or something. She was really overloading it.
2: She was love bombing you.
1: We we go we go on a date. I took her down to the boardwalk, and. We get down there. Well, when she when we met, it was it was a quick meet in the car, and she followed me down to the boardwalk. Once we got there, she started looking at me, and her whole everything changed about her. And 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 then she started quizzing me. How old are you again? And I said I'm sixty three. And she said, How old are the pictures on your phone? And I said they are all within the last year, and they were and she she literally was like getting uncomfortable because she, apparently she didn't like what she saw in person and i'm telling you i didn't use filters I, they were me oh natural nobody took, nobody did anything to she so it was the reverse she loved the pictures and then when she finally met me she said oh you look nothing like your pictures and, and i was like well and, and, and needless to say, the date ended quickly. <laughs> Do
2: you look like your pictures? I think so. Um, so chalk it up. Some people are just weird too, right? Yeah. I mean, there's there's that whole um, variable that you can't control, which is that some people are are weird. And yeah. you know, if you had current pictures and you're 63 years old, you know, you weren't passing yourself off as, you know, a beach lifeguard who's 23 so i can't imagine that your pictures were that bad but there was something that didn't sit with her in real life but rather than give you a chance and keep her impression to herself and get and and get a chance because this is another thing that people do is they're so quick to judge but have you ever met somebody who you didn't really like at first but then you got to know them and you thought they were amazing Yeah. yeah You need to give people more than five minutes chance to to see if there's a and that's,
1: and she didn't she didn't she seemed to like want to end the date in fact it started to drip rain a little bit and then she said to me, "Oh, we better get back to the car like she really just wanted to end the dates didn't take time to to get to know me. The only thing I will say about that whole thing is i I'm one of those guys that likes to wear baseball caps and and I wear them backwards, not mm-hmm. while I'm working but when I'm out and about, I put the baseball cap on and I wear it backwards. And although I have somewhat of a receding hairline, you can see it. It's not that bad. I that night I didn't have the cap on, and I think she saw me with the cap on. And, and that night I didn't have it, so I, I know that I could think of it. She's, but I'm not balding. I, I but, just but by refer- no
2: means. No, you're not. No. Yeah. All
1: right, we 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 got to wrap up in about five minutes, so. um Anything else about your practice, your coaching, your any advice you can offer us?
2: Well, the biggest thing that I, I that's the most important to me for me to pass on to my audience, my clients, and everything else is that my mother, my my grandmother, got married when she was seventy five and had twenty years with her husband. Okay. it is never too late to find someone, but once you get to be over forty then you know what you want, stick to what you'd want and don't settle. And if, it, if there's something that's a little red flag that's kind of bothering you in the beginning, it's probably not going to get better. So especially when it's somebody who you've met online, you don't owe them your life or five no. dates or anything. Just say, you know what? Politely say, I just don't think we're a match. I wish you all the best of luck and move on. But stick to what it is that you want, what's important. You know, if you want somebody who is, like you said, healthy and energetic, and you mean a lovely lady who, who's not like that, and the first time you try to have dinner together, she's not having any vegetables and, you know, whatever. These are mm. little things that are probably not going to go away. So if something kind of bothers you, either talk it out and resolve it right away or acknowledge that it's not going to get better. And acknowledge that that person isn't the right match for you, okay.
1: I think I, I what I need to do, and I'm try I always try to get to an episode without bringing up the past relationship, but I have to bring it up. i after the last relationship this past year, I don't know what it is I'm looking for. I just know that i'm sixty three and I would like to find my forever person or whatever because I'm trying to avoid the soulmate and the twin flame cliches. I just want to find somebody that I can live my life out with and be happy and hold hands and walk down the beach together and uh, snuggle on a cold night, whatever.
2: You want lasting love and you want not somebody who's perfect, but you want that person who's perfect for you, your perfect partner, right? Right. And it's different for everybody. But you will find somebody. There's somebody out there for everyone. Yeah, and I... sometimes you got to rifle through a little bit of junk before you get there. It absolutely takes patience. There's 8 billion people in the world, Andrew. There's somebody out there who is perfect for you. I
1: promise. I, and I believe that wholeheartedly. And my pattern was always just to jump at the, the next one. This time I'm taking it slow. Excuse me. And I'm hoping... With a little help from my higher power, he will put somebody in my pants. So, okay, tell us where we can find you online.
2: Well, the best place to find me is just I I do everything through my Facebook profile, which is just Krista Melanson is my, my profile on Facebook, and that's the best way to find me. I'll be honest with you. I have Tinder and Instagram, but I don't use them much, so I can never remember what my handle is. I think it's krista Marie Dating instagram yeah okay i know i'm the worst and i i do check it i mean if somebody's not on facebook and they wanted to reach I'll, me on
1: i'll look it up when we're done tonight i'll i'll if i can find you i'll look at so you think it's krista marie dating
2: yep just i think i can find it. it is it's all one word krista marie m-a-r-i-e dating all one word on instagram okay.
1: and i did notice on your profile you do you have, have a, a website
2: Oh, I do. Yeah, that's just for people who want to sign up with my, for my program.
1: Okay. Well, that's why you're here. It's to promote your, your, your program. So, it's Okay. True. All right. Krista, right. thank you so much for joining us. Um, I learned a lot. And um, thank you for your wisdom. And thank you for all you do for us folks over 40.
2: <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. It was great talking to you. And I look forward to talking to you again in the future.
0: We will very right, nice
2: care
0: I would like to thank Krista very much for joining me and sharing her time and wisdom on this topic of dating. It doesn't matter if you're under 40, over 40. This dating concept in this modern world has just gotten it's crazy. It's just it's insane. It's insane. The end goal here is to find my person and hopefully you can find your person. Or if you have a person, we can help you keep that person. And if you have any other people in your life that could benefit from this podcast, either they're single or dating and struggling, or they just want to know more about relationships, please share this show. And I beg of you to stop and take 30 seconds. And if you're on Apple, give me some stars. Five would be nice. And a review. And Spotify, if you're on that, they give... uh, You can... No, you can't review, but you can leave stars on Spotify. And if you're going to make a choice, please, I urge you to think. Stop and think before you choose your next partner otherwise you're gonna end up like me and have a podcast thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next week ciao